As freelance musicians, we have a limited amount of income we can make from just performing. And most of us know this when we signed up for it. The freedom, independence, and creative lifestyle are usually worth the trade-off. But that doesn't mean that we are immune to the feelings of wanting more of the nice things that everybody else has. In our last episode, we talked about some of the ways you could make more money. And today, we look at how we can save money without ending up in a crying ball on the floor because we're only eating rice and beans. And I think Robert Kiyosaki said it best. It's not about how much money you make, but how much money you keep. Well, this is the Per Service Podcast, the place where working musicians talk about the challenges of living a life in the arts. If you are new to the show, you can read more about who we are by visiting our website, perservice.co. We are the freelancing side of orchestraexcerpts.com, a free resource I created to help musicians prepare for orchestra auditions. But if you need a quick guide on who we are, if we were cocktails, Anna Luce, she'd be the martini, the essence of urban sophistication. Jessica Wiersma, she'd be the Long Island iced tea, a little bit of everything and ain't got no time to waste. Christian Marshall, he'd be the Jägerbaum, hard-hitting truths with a German accent. And Michael Giblin, that's me, I'd be moonshine. Fun in small doses, but anything more is usually regrettable. Well, something like that. And if you've been listening to the show for a while and enjoy our program, would you consider supporting our work by becoming a patron of the show? With your help, we can make this thing better and more often. You can visit perservice.co slash patron to pledge your support. And all it takes is $1 a month. Our hosting is provided by Fix Music Publishing. If you're a serious musician, you know that trying to buy sheet music online is a hassle. No, I don't want Justin Bieber for solo cello. I want the Bieber Sonatas for violin. It was started by David Friedman, no, not the ambassador to Israel, who also noticed that buying sheet music was not a pleasant, fast, or affordable experience. And at Fix Music, they are currently stocking violin, piano, and small ensemble selections, including the syllabi for ABRSM, MTAC, and RCM. And if you don't know what those abbreviations are for, visit fixmusic.com, that's F-I-C-K-S music.com, and use the promo code PERSERVICE to get 10% off your order. All right, here is the show. Oh, hello. Hey, welcome back. I just back. fell asleep. And we're back. Stay with us. Stay we're with back. us. We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay, we've I had some s- technical difficulties this morning, but we're cranking it out now. Slow start. Woo. Yeah. So the premise for today is about how we can find creative ways to save money. And I sort of think it's like you. there's no possible way as a musician with limited income that we're ever going to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians, right? I think you said one in one of our episodes. And if you try to keep up with your friends that make lots of money in every, in every category, it's just, you're never going to be able to uh, save enough money and pay the bills and feel, you know, reach sort of a financial stability. So I was 
really I'm excited to talk to you guys today about ways that we can save money, keeping our last episode in mind about without driving yourself into, you know, a crying ball on the floor because you have only eaten <laughs> pasta and, and beans and rice. Like there are, there are ways that but you can. Pasta is delicious. Right? It is. But you can't eat that exclusively. Right. Even when you were, you were saying like some, some pasta and some pesto, I was like, oh, that sounds really good right now. Yeah, I was like, that was fancy, Christian. Yeah, that was a fancy cheap meal. <laughs> no, trust me. Not, <laughs> not for every meal four days in a row from this. And it's, it's not even about the type of meal. It was the fact that I was buying like the cheapest quality yeah. product. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. It's not the product itself. It's the quality of the product. And that's uh, where I was kind of cheating myself and in the long run, hurting myself. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see this? If you're looking at your friend's Facebook account and it's like, oh, my friend over here just went on this great vacation to Rome and that looks amazing. Like, ah, I wish I could go on that. And then your other friend just bought a brand new car and you're like, oh man, I like, oh, everybody's buying cars and going on trips. And then your other friend like has, all, you know, great clothes all the time. And you're like, oh man, look at her wardrobe is always so great. It's like, those are three different friends that all maybe prioritize travel or another friend prioritizes uh, clothes. And it's like, you can't necessarily have the same priorities. You can't keep up with all those individual friends. You know, you can't keep up with on all those same levels, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're totally okay. right. Exactly. And you like kind to, of, yeah. And you make <laughs> yeah. that decision either consciously or subconsciously. Like when Greg and I got married, we were like, Hey, guess what's going to be important? Food and travel. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how we operate, you know? So you, you make that choice though, even if you don't discuss it, yeah. you're making that choice. So let's, let's get into it. Let's, we're going to cut, cut to the chase here is, uh, what are all the categories that we typically spend money in? So I wrote down a couple in no particular order. And so I'm going to talk about these categories and it's really important to separate the necessity of them from the quality of them, because there are all these things you could really make an argument that they're all basic human needs, like housing, for instance, like housing, food, shelter. Those are all things we need to have, but you can really adjust the quality that you have in, of all of these. And quantity. And quantity. Yes, that, that's true. So uh, I wrote down, we've got like food, housing, car or transportation, right? You know, your tech, your gadgets, your computer, computer phone, TV, stuff like that. Self-care is kind of like the hair, gym, massage, all these sort of things, entertainment, um, paying off debt, student loans, sort of stuff, clothes, traveling, traveling for vacations. Did I say as, and as you get older, a reality for me is now childcare or like trying to provide for my kid. Right. That's kind of important. (laughs) Just a little bit. Um, and also like, well, like instrument repairs and instrument, uh, upgrades and stuff like that too. So, I'm going to, we do a little activity here and talk through sort of which one of these things do you prioritize and prioritize having a greater quality in all of these. Not, uh, I don't think any of you are homeless because you really like to eat at fancy restaurants, right? But I already mentioned um, the food and travel. I mean, I feel like it's hard not to consider housing, but I guess we could pay a lot more and live in a nicer home, but I'm fine with our mid-level home in the Heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like meets our needs. Yeah. Could be a little like the tub could be refinished yeah. or, you know, there's some things that really annoy me that I would like to have fixed or whatever, <clears throat> or it could be more bougie, <laughs> but that's just not the choice we've made. But food and I, and I say food in the, the sense that like 
we do not eat out all the time. Mm-hmm. But prioritizing good ingredients and eating tasty things because right. I feel like that is better than eating trash all the time. Yeah. Also, I can't because of possible autoimmune flare-ups and stuff. So I have to be more conscious of that anyway. But just on a basic level without that, I like food and travel. Yeah. We're past the like eating ramen. Uh, we are past it. <laughs> We're in our 30s. Yeah. We cannot. That would kill us tomorrow. We can, but it's sodium overload. But so talk, <laughs> let's let's dive into uh, housing. Like what are did you always like live alone or did you have a roommate or did you ever like live with your parents? Uh, find ways to yes, do some of that. Yes. And yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Done it all. Yeah. Done it all. But I must say I definitely prefer living alone. Same. Yeah. And I've moved a lot mainly to places I never know people. And so living with roommate is not really an option. Yeah. That's hard to just jump in without knowing somebody. Yeah. I don't really do the Craigslist like roommate. <laughs> the the single white female. Ad. <laughs> I, don't, I find it attracts the wrong type of person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so I usually have to pay a little bit more. Although I have a great deal right now. Yeah, so you I'm do. I'm going to lie about that. Yeah, but like do. I have always paid a little bit more because I want to live alone. I mean, I have people, I know people that pay literally like a third of what I have paid. But they but live with roommates. They live with roommates. And sometimes I think that works great, right? I'm just at a place in my life and I have been apparently for a long time where I'm not interested in that as much. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm willing to. <laughs> I mean, I sort of think back, I mean, there were some great times, I think, yeah, in college, like when I had housemates, like we all had our own room and stuff and we all, and we were all musicians. I think it's a little bit tricky. Like musicians don't necessarily make great roommates because we pra- if you practice at home, like, yeah, cause we're all insane. Also, also that, yeah. we have issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having a roommate or living with your parents might be a way, but a lot of times that's just, that's not something. I- it's not preferable. Well, and I will say to you that our fourth year of marriage, we lived with another couple in a house. That's right. Yeah, you forgot, right? That was an interesting year. Tragic, if you will. Oh, and it and it could have been fine. And it was definitely to save money. It was not because we prioritized other things over housing. It was like we couldn't afford the rent in D.C. at the time. And so to go mm-hmm. from having lived as a couple for three years to living with people, we were like, yeah, it's going to be great. Fun times. Two dogs. No, it was terrible. But, but it was also the the place of mm-hmm. the place we lived in was dirty and disgusting and like beyond repair cleaning wise. So maybe if it would have been a cleaner environment, but you have to consider that too, because you can pick roommates, yeah. but you could pick slobs or you can pick hopefully people that aren't the worst ever. So Anna, you said though that you do prioritize food and is, have you found uh, ways that you save money from either cooking at home or choosing when you go out to eat, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Any- totally. I'll say too, most major cities have how about we, which is if you have a couple or even if you're just a f- have a friend that would go on dinner dates with you, you can eat at nice places for like $10. There are services that you can sign up for. Is that an app or is that a... I don't know if it's an app, but our first year in New York, that's how we ate out at all because our budget was really uh-huh. small and otherwise we would eat at home. And then you need to, you know, grocery hop. Uh, Jess and I talk about our grocery hopping a lot, like going to multiple stores. She's oh, got yeah. a good Aldi's near her. Yeah. And Trader Joe's is, you know, has really good deals on certain food items. And then the new thing now are these food boxes oh, yeah. like HelloFresh mm-hmm. and Blue Apron plated. Mm-hmm. There are so many of them now and you oh, can yeah. get the first box for free and it's good quality stuff. 
try it out. Yeah. So I feel like there are definitely ways and like you have to, you have to be smart about it, but if I have to grocery hop, which is not mm-hmm. always great for the schedule, you just have to plan to go like right after a gig, mm-hmm. like do it on your way home. Just put it into your normal schedule. Don't make a big production out. You're like, I can't go to the store. I'm so tired. Yeah. It's going to be so much work. I got to practice. I also do the like, don't go shopping when you're hungry. Yeah. don't. Is, that's not <laughs> right. Right. Also, it is helpful to make, this sounds really dumb and annoying, but to have a list as opposed to, mm-hmm. first of all, I find I yeah, shop faster plan. when I have a list. Totally. Um, I spend less. Fewer stray things find their way into the basket. Yes. Well, and also when I just go and I'm just like blowing through it, just like putting stuff in my cart, I get home yeah. and I'm like, what can I make with this? Yeah. Ab- <laughs> literally nothing. Well, you it's like have none, to none plan, of this right? goes together. It's like I have a pepper, I got a block of cheese. <laughs> like, what do I do with that? I don't know. <laughs> got well, some coffee. Cheesy peppers. Yeah. you And like coffee you get a running list. Pepper. With- co- coffee, crusted pepper cheese. Yeah. It, you need to like craft a basics list that you can pick up things every week because it's definitely, it's like a lifestyle change. If you're going out and buying a croissant coffee every day for your breakfast. Sounds delicious. It does sound good. Um, you can also buy a pack of croissants at the store and save like yeah. $15. <laughs> yeah. And Make your own dang coffee, you know, like, so if you have like a running list of staples that you just keep on your fridge, you're like, oh, I have to buy this stuff pretty much every week. And then I I don't know. Another thing that was easy for me in grad school when I started cooking for two, which is easier than cooking for one, I'll admit to you. But um, because I have to do that a lot also. But you I think it's easy to make enough for two nights so that you're only cooking maybe three times a week. And then that's six meals. And then your seventh day, you can treat yourself. And that depends on your budget, right? Or where you live or how much it costs to go out. You know, you just have like, just take 10 minutes to plan it out and make it easy. When you make your grocery list, put things like buy dairy, packaged goods, vegetables, just make it easier on yourself. Little, little things that can make it better. Because I think that's sort of the premise is that a little things add up over time. Right. And sort of developing habits of cooking at home versus a habit of like, Oh, I'm very tired. I don't want, I'm too tired to cook. I'm just going to go out to eat and boom, you know, $30 later for one meal, at least, I mean, now things are getting more expensive as for two of us and with a kid and oh yeah, it really, yeah. And I think sort of some of it is just a mind shift, uh, that when you eat out at a restaurant, you are, hiring an army of workers to bring you food. Like you're paying, you're paying for somebody else to do your shopping for you. You're paying somebody else to cook it. You're paying somebody else to bring it to you. You're paying someone else to wash the dishes for you. Those are all like four or five people. There's probably even more that I'm not thinking about. Like the people that have to like clean up after the restaurant, you know, that are all working for you and you're paying them to, to work. And so right. this is uh, was a question we opened up to our Slack group and uh, Kat or uh, Kathleen uh, mentioned this, that that's something uh, she does a lot that it really makes your life better too, is by cooking at home, you have more control over what you're making and, you know, all the, you can fine tune everything to your, to your liking and it just saves a lot of money. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny what the, the, one of the big differences between uh, when I go shopping or when Maria goes shopping is that she can come home and have spent less money than me and still have three times as much food. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow 
always buy the most expensive things or or just cheaper <laughs> things, you know, that maybe aren't that nutritious anyway. But two yeah. ways that we have, and it's funny because food is also at the top of our, at least in my, in my mind or my perspective <laughs> of how our relationship works at the moment uh, is food at the top of the priority list. And I think two ways that we kind of agree to stretch it is that so we, we used to go out not all, not all that often but it would always be kind of spontaneous like oh we don't feel like cooking let's go out to eat or like we're just out in the city oh yeah let's stay out let's do something or oh, we don't have date night okay let's go out and of course we wouldn't go to the most expensive restaurant but we also wouldn't go to just mcdonald's or something fast food either so you know we have this kind of mid-range like you said where you're going to spend 30 to 40 dollars without even realizing it you know all of a sudden you spent this money well you do that a couple times and then surprise surprise you have you know 200 or 250 300 dollars you know a month that you're spending on eating out which you which is a lot of money so we decided you know what after one night um spontaneously went to a very, very nice steakhouse. We said, we should just do this once a month and then not go out to eat all of the other times. And what you do is you give yourself one really nice meal, one really nice restaurant experience. And that kind of takes the place of all of the kind of mid-level restaurant chains. You know, you go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse uh, at least that's what I remember from Nashville or like Kobe Steakhouse or, you know, whatever once a month. And then you don't need to go to, I don't know, Vapiano or Chili's or sure, Red yeah. Robin three <laughs> or four times a month. <laughs> I don't, does that still exist? Like, yeah, it does. I, I don't know yeah. that, you know? Yeah. You know, but that sort of thing, you know, uh-huh. um, really make it, make it count, make it count because honestly, one night at Ruth's Chris every three weeks is probably still less than chilies mm-hmm. and a couple other mid-level mm-hmm. establishments four five six times a month yeah or if I, it is or, but yeah, yeah yeah totally and for the couple that works great and if you're single then you know like know when your five dollar burger night is at your local tavern and exactly. go with your friends then and prioritize those nights that you know are like a little deal or something special right right yeah uh, another little thing i think is like if you're at a, if you have like a saturday where you have a rehearsal in the morning and then you've got all day and you've got the concert at like seven thirty or eight or something. If you're going to go out with your friends, go out to eat at lunch, like, and, and have, have your big meal with all your friends and sit there at lunch. And cause usually eating out at lunch, there's, it's cheaper than eating a dinner. And so it's like, just, just choose that sometimes if that, if you are going to do that, where you're out, you're out at a, in a different city and you didn't bring, you know, lunch. Well, that's actually, that's a, that's a sort of an interesting topic. I think I might uh, talk about is like a lot of people would say, Oh, just bring, bring a bag lunch or bring, bring a brown bag lunch and, and don't eat out. But sometimes I think on, on those gig days when you're out in a town and all your colleagues are going to go out to eat, I think that's kind of a requirement that you go out and socialize. And like, that is marketing. That is networking. That's all those things that people want these, uh, you know, brilliant, like, how do we market ourselves as Mm -hmm. musicians? And, and oftentimes there's not these great profound answers. It's just like, Hey, you hung out, you were, you were available when people were like, Hey, do you want to go get a, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you want to go get lunch after rehearsal? It's like, yes, that's (laughs) right. If you packed your lunch, throw it in the trash. Just kidding. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know, I, later, would, I would. Actually. I would. I would. 
<laughs> I would l- l- like seriously say that. Like if you brought your lunch and somebody's like, Hey, would you like to join us? And you're like, no, I, I brought my lunch. No, thank you. Like you're, you're losing an incredible right, opportunity absolutely. right there. I'm with you there. So put, <laughs> throw your lunch in the trash. Hide That's it. the only Give it to a homeless person. <laughs> do something with it. Homeless right. person. But go yeah. out. Going back shortly. Sorry. Just to saving money. Um, we you got can excited. Like, edit, edit this in. <laughs> Uh earlier. Um, One thing that I do, and this also might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but I'm obsessed with always checking the weight price of an item that I buy. So, you know, it says, you know, like four euros for this box of muesli, but then I see, you know, like per kilogram, it's, you know, 6.99. But then there's the cheaper muesli that you see and you're like, oh, this one's cheaper. But then the weight price is actually 8.99. So you have to kind of really be smart about like, if I was buying, you know, always in kilograms, how much would I actually be spending? That's one thing I do. And the yeah. second one is if you also compare prices with standards like, um, I don't know, kettle chips or Pringles or whatever. And then you look at the more gourmet chips quite often, it's only maybe, you know, 30 cents or 80 cents or a dollar more. It's usually not that much more expensive. But it, I mean, it is expensive enough to, to keep you from, you know, grabbing at it at first glance. But if you really think about it, if you pay one euro more, one dollar more to have the nicer gourmet item, you might actually buy those sorts of items less often, which actually in turn saves you money. I do this, for example, with uh, fruit juice and stuff. So rather than going and buying, you know, the standard grocery store brand of grapefruit juice or peach juice or whatever, I'll take one of the glass bottles um, that's also in the aisle of one of the local farmer's markets or a local juice maker. And of course I'm paying, you know, instead of $1.99, I'm paying $2.50 or $2.70, whatever. But I I realize I buy juice less often and enjoy it more. So I've paid 270 instead of five euros in the long run or four euros, you know, and I have technically one liter less juice, but the quality is better and I don't need, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. So I always kind of think, you know, like if you can pay a little bit more for quality, you it might actually last you longer and you have less need. You won't like, consume it so mindlessly exactly right and i think that's what it comes back to is the mindless and eating is definitely a mindless thing that happens when you're busy and if you're lucky enough to be busy whether it's because you're in school or you're gigging a lot you know that's that's fine but the more you can commit a few minutes to thinking about all of this stuff the easier life is going to be the more money you're going to save and honestly you'll be a little happier so and food we just spend a lot of time on food but it's because it's an important part of keeping your life going <laughs> like yeah and it's a it's a big expense you gotta have sustenance yeah. yeah and it's a big expense yeah it can really add up what i think about a lot is that as a freelancer i think one of our biggest advantages is that we have a lot of time that most people that go to like an 8 to 5 job don't have and i think you have to really be mindful of that and take advantage of that, that you have time where you could plan ahead. And a lot of these restaurants and the Starbucks, they're, they exist for convenience for people that are too busy and make impulse purchases that say like, Oh, I'm, I just, I didn't have time to make coffee. So I'm just going to drive through on the way and get it. And it's like, that's fine. And I mean, I, we all do it and then there's nothing wrong with doing it. And if you prioritize, like if, if you're treating yourself to a Starbucks coffee every morning is what you really like, that's the only place that you splurge. Like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about it, but I think it's, if you're doing it out of convenience, that's not, that's not something we can afford to do. Don't let fixable bad habits 
get you in a money rut or get you in a sort of spending cycle that you could easily change. You know, if, if getting up kind of like Anna said, if buying yourself a package of croissants at the store and getting up 20 minutes early to make your coffee or investing in a really good tumbler that you like taking with you, you know, something that has a good topper that's not going to spill. Cause that kept me from taking coffee or tea anywhere is that I've had a couple that just kind of sucked and they would yeah. leak or spill. And then I was like, I'm forget with this. Mm-hmm. And I yes. like would always buy it to go. But you know, Maria has this thermos that I thought is ugly and I never want to drink from that anyway. So I still made my own. And then finally, someone <laughs> sent me, my little sister sent me this really great travel thermos from her coffee shop and I love it and it doesn't spill. And so now I will take it with me because it's like, I know I don't have to stop and buy one, you know, because I'm not ashamed to carry this with me and it doesn't spill. So, you know, if you can just kind of see what your habits are and if some are changeable and they're going to save you a couple bucks, go for it don't let the bad habit of running late force you to have to buy food on the go. Covered that one. Boom. All right. So that was uh, basically housing, housing and food. Very good. So moving on to the next category, Uh if we stay with my list of prioritized expenses, anything uh, for you, Christian, next comes. So next, anything for Christian. I like that model. (laughs) Um, Self care. Okay. For Michael, this includes hair, gem, and massage. So possibly, so these personal treats, right? Yeah, Taking just care of yourself. For, exa- for his, for his ex- example, yes. For example. Well, okay. So for example, I think hair care is important. Finding, you know, a stylist you trust, mm-hmm. you know, someone that you can That is chat so with. hard. It is hard, but I also I'm not in a trustworthy place with any local stylist at the moment. I just need to put that out there. So if there's I anybody, you were. I thought you had your brother's guy. Yeah, you're stealing the show not, from I Christian. Like him. Christian's really annoying because you just. I know. <laughs> I'm going back. To I apologize. <laughs> Carry on, Christian. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm thinking. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, okay, I have okay, okay, okay. He's cheap, and he's funny and hilarious. But I don't think he's it's the cheap? best haircut. Oh man, I thought you were really like on a roll there. Okay, we gotta find you something. The first haircut was spot on, and then after that, it's kind of been like, yeah. I've talked about this before. This is not for me. This is not on my priority. Like this is way. Yeah, no. Don't you cut your own hair? Because I cut my own hair. Michael, never say that again. It's ridiculous. I know. The the thing (laughs) is, like. I think I do. I, I, for me, it's something that I can control. I can control when I do it. I don't have to, you know, drive there and make small talk with the stylist. But for me, that's not for somebody with a podcast. You think I would enjoy talking, but kind of an introvert. Surprise. Christian, on the other hand, your hair does, your hair looks good, Michael. It does. I'm impressed. Well, well, I think the thing is like, for me, it wasn't terribly complicated. I would go to the, get my haircut and they would just kind of, you know, it it just seemed like they, they had the clippers and it's like, you can buy the clippers for 20 bucks and like one, uh, like after one use you've paid for them and I can figure out how to do it. And you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve. I don't recommend it for everybody. And for even for guys that if you have, you know, a more complicated hairstyle, then you know, sure, it's not for everybody. But I wonder, but for women, is like dyeing your own hair something sort sort of equivalent? That it's like you could save a lot of money I did it. doing dyeing your I did it yeah. for a while. Yeah. It looks terrible, usually. <laughs> you can tell when you dye your own hair. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I had grays coming in really early and I was not ready to commit to that. Yeah. So I started doing it myself. Uh-huh. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened, but it, you can tell. Like... And now I don't care and I just let it happen. You've embraced your inner Cruella DeVille. Christian, back to you. 
Oh, thanks, Anna. Didn't notice that pause we took in the conversation. So in (laughs) (laughs) what I found really helpful is I think it's smart to shop for someone who you feel comfortable talking to or who really understands your head shape. But then also ask, for example, do they give free trims in between appointments? If you're a guy, yeah, really like in between appointments, you know, will they, you know, trim your neckline? Or trim around the ears. If you say, oh, I have this hairstyle, I don't need it cut every four weeks, not even really every five or six weeks, it really go two months. Well, ask if they'll just clean it up in between. For a while, I went to this salon in Nashville called Trim, and they also did half haircuts when they would just clean up your cut that you had now, just like trim the tips or like, you know, clean the neckline, blah, blah, blah. And I think they only charged like 20, 20 bucks or something like that, rather than, you know, the full 50, 60, however yeah. much they would charge for a full yeah, appointment. And my hairstylist also does that. Like if I want to come in and just like quickly freshen up, I don't have to make an appointment. I'm not mm-hmm. in the chair more than five minutes, you know, and it's, it's not a haircut. It's not the same thing as like a full style, but they can clean it up. I mean, that really can save you a bit of money and they're happy because it keeps you in their clientele. Yeah. So really it's a win-win for both. So I think that's something that's really worth looking into. Uh, If you're a curly haired person, this diva cut ain't no, ain't no lie. (laughs) It has changed my life, but I only get my hair cut once a year and it's a hundred bucks. But like, you know, women probably get their, I don't know, Jess, you've got more normal hair. Do you get your hair cut twice or more a year? Um, I do not take great care of my hair. (laughs) So that's not high up on your list of priority spending. I have been known to go mm-hmm. at least a year before I've gotten a haircut. Okay. Well, well, because again, it comes to the trust factor. Well, and mm-hmm. it's like finding a therapist. You've got to find the, or yes. a massage therapist. Yeah, it's tricky. A brain. This all goes under self-care, but you have to find the people that you can rely on. Yeah. And you can get recommendations from others, but you know, shopping around costs money. The thing is, I have somebody I like in Chicago. So mm. usually I try to get a haircut when I'm up there. There you go. Any other things like getting your nails did? Yeah, I, mean, I can't do that it's like, because I'm a musician. So. Well, actually, yeah. flautists can do that. I'm so jealous really? of them. Like, what would it be like to have not gnarly looking hands is what I'm wondering. <laughs> I get my toes done like twice a year if I'm lucky because that yeah. makes me feel a little more girly. Right. And I go to, um, hold on, Safety Nail. Safety Nail. <laughs> <Called, laughs> in Tennessee. It's called Safety Nail. It's like the uh, loose family girls, girls yeah. stay. Hilarious. It reminds me of a safety violist. Yeah, I was going to say safety. Yeah, safety violist. Safety violist. I'll have to see if we can get a picture of that for the show notes page. What's your pro- what are your priorities, Jess? Tell us. I don't know. It kind of changes with the seasons. It changes. Well, I just I meant more like the list, like what uh, what's top of your list? Wait, Have we sorry. Covered last, it? Oh, last wait. One Christian's not done with hair. Self care is. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm done with hair, but not with done with self care. Gym. Mm-hmm. If you're going to the gym and you have oh. a gym membership, I know so many people. If the weather is bad and they don't want to go to the gym, or you know they'll get a cool membership and then after three months just stop going and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I found this awesome website called Darebe. D A R E B E E and they have tons of exercises and workout programs you can do at home. Most of them without equipment. Mm-hmm. If you have dumbbells or a pull-up bar or something, of course, that will help. But a lot of them are superhero mm-hmm. themed or uh, work on a specific uh, area of your body. And they're, they're short. Some are five minutes long. Some are 15, 20 minutes long. And you can do them all in your bedroom or in your living room. And I think they're great. And so, you know, to stay in shape and to feel good and give yourself some energy for the day, you don't have to have an exclusive gym membership. 
is literally a website. You can look at it on your phone, watch the little example videos, do the exercises and feel great for the rest yeah. of the day. You can always run around outside for free. Yeah. Exactly. Also note that in your, sometimes in this comes later, but insurance policy, sometimes a lot of insurance policies right now have a deal. If you go to the gym, they'll pay for it. Or like right now we just signed up with a new healthcare system and there's an app that we download. And if we walk so many steps a day, they take a dollar off a day of your insurance. Yeah, man. That's a, so like, make sure you know what you got. Getting creepy with how much information Uh, brother would be like, Oh, we see that you went to the donut shop yesterday too. We're adding a dollar. (laughs) 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 Right. I mean, my, my insurance, I have a 20% copay mm-hmm. and I just got a letter this week that if I go to the doctor and I have all these tests done and they see how healthy I am and I stay in this health range for six months, they cut mm-hmm. my copay in half, yep. see? which is it's awesome. It's great. And it's like, this is, yeah, totally. Yeah. They're kind of starting to sort of minusculely, that's not a word, get into preventative care and reward you for right, actually. It's about time in America anyway. Being yeah. A little healthy. I mean, and this is really... Uh, broadly, like it's cheaper to be healthy right? <laughs> in, in many aspects. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can prevent uh, doctor visits and also usually for your, uh, your health insurance rate, yeah. um, it's usually cheaper to be healthy, to not have uh, issues. So take care of yourself because your body is the only one that you've got. Jess, yeah. back to your priorities. Um, I mean, <laughs> they, they change, you know, they shift. I know coffee's the, number one season. Coffee is, is right on up there, but I, I make my coffee most of the time. You do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You're very good. You know, occasionally I'll tr- I treat myself, yeah, treat but I, I guess like, you know, because I don't want to live with people cause I'm mean, uh, housing is your mean girl, you know, maybe a little bit of a higher priority. <clears throat> and then I would say, the self care thing is pretty high and that, but for me that involves like a lot of things. It involves food, it involves working out or not working or whatever. And it changes because as someone who struggles with, um, you know, depression and all that kind of stuff, like I can just, it's real easy to like just fall into holes. And so I try to be on top of that. And so that kind of, That'll change. And so sometimes it's like, I don't want to be social, but I know I need to be social for my brain. And so if that involves going Mm -hmm. out and spending money that I wasn't planning on spending, like that's what I need to do so that I don't perish in my bed by myself, rotting away. Really don't want that to happen. (laughs) So, I mean, you know what I mean? So sometimes it, it, you know, it shifts, but, um, self-care is pretty high, but also I, I know that affects my plane if I'm like not feeling good. So that affects my ability to work. If you're not feeling good, like you don't want to practice, you don't, you're not, you're not in like a creative space. Right. So I kind of have to, I'm, I try to stay pretty on top of that. Plus then you have to go to all the doctors and that costs a lot of money (laughs) and time. And it's just really tricky. So, um, I try to be an adult and have things like insurance trying to be responsible citizen of the world. This was, uh, this was something, uh, in our Slack forum, David, uh, mentioned is really check what you're paying for insurance. Like Mm -hmm. check up, you know, every year before you just automatically renew and be like, do I need all this coverage? Yeah. Um, and that was something for me. I was like, Oh, I need to check that. Cause I think I'm still paying for full coverage on my car and it is not worth it anymore. Like the amount of money I'm spending, like 
If, yeah. if I was in an accident, they would not pay me that much money for it anyway. So it's like, right. Yeah. I'm not getting any money from Geico, but it's like, you know, 15 minutes could save you 15%. Like that would be a lot of money to just you sure. know, check. Yeah. Yeah. I would say things that are pretty low on my list are like gadgets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. And cars. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have. You have a car. You have a computer. I mean, it's old. My car is, doesn't have much left. Drives like a dream, but it could, you know, it's old. And like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me driving an old car, but like, I know it bothers other people. Like my brothers can't handle it. Right. Like they have to have nicer, newer cars. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Hey, my car is almost 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just funny. So everybody has different priorities, I guess with yeah. that, but like, and that's eh. really the point of this is that it's like, you can't care about all things equally. And so, right. I mean, right. if someone were to give me a newer car, like, sure, I'd take it, mm. but like, it has to be a gift. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, yeah, I want totally. a newer computer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like getting a lightweight case was a higher priority to me than a new computer. computer. I think that's, and that's sort of one of my sort of pieces of advice is like, it's okay. Yes. You need to have a computer. You need to have a phone. You need to have all this stuff, but it's okay to buy things used. And usually just something that's one year or two years old works just as fine. And for me, it's like, Mm -hmm. if it has a little scratch on the outside, it's like big deal. I'm going to scratch it up so much in in my use. I don't mind buying something that already has one scratch on it. And the sort of, I realized that is that I have some old gadgets laying in drawers that I remember when I bought them new, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. The, the iPhone four, this is the coolest thing ever. And now when I look at that phone, it's like, what a piece of junk. Like it just sits in the drawer unused because yeah. I have. Oh yeah. Make sure I will say like, make sure either recycle gadgets you're not going to use anymore. I don't know. Like, I didn't know people did this, but I guess on Broadway the other day was like technology recycling day. And I took in a bunch of wires um, so cool. that you don't have to go somewhere to do it. And uh, yeah. Greg's been really good about taking our phones when we're done with them and selling them on Craigslist, mm-hmm. make a couple hundred yeah. bucks. Like, don't let those, that iPhone four sit in your drawer, Michael, go sell that thing. Yeah, no, I need it. Somebody wants it. Like my dad, who's clutching onto his iPhone four for some reason, loves it, does not want a new one. It's so funny. Seeing those things just deteriorate. It's like the, the brand new iPhone eight that's coming out this fall. Like, do you really need it? In, yeah. in a year, everybody's going to be like iPhone 12, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's just, there's just gonna, always going to be something newer and hipper and more flashy. Right. right like, exactly. You don't have to stay on top of those things. If you don't prioritize that. One thing I was going to say that is, you know, could be like a pretty big money saver or money drainer is cable. Mm-hmm. So like I do not have cable and then when I'm like traveling, I'm in a hotel. It's like such a fancy treat. It's like my favorite part of like being in a hotel. HGTV. Like watching HGTV. HGTV. Oh man. Property brothers. You know, like I have internet. Right. And then I have Hulu and Netflix and like, and I have an antenna where I live. I can actually get like stations. Whoa. 
Yeah, yeah, it's really it's like the first Nashville. place I've lived where I have that. In Nashville, nice. you can pick up all the the major networks. Yeah, right. And so I just have that, and then I don't spend like 120 bucks a month on. Well, yeah, TV. and these days, like you don't really need cable, but like Netflix and Hulu, Amazon. Well, if you have Amazon Prime as a student, oh, and I you have know, that. And I was so gonna funny. say, like, until mm-hmm. this year, I shared those accounts with people and paid like I only one dollar a, a year. <laughs> yeah, but then right? I was like, I'm 31. I can get my own Hulu account. It's time to pay seven bucks a month for so that I right. can watch. When I want to, instead of having to call everybody on my list and be like, are you on here? Get off. (laughs) Yes. I wanted to say one thing. Oh, like thinking about that. Plus, if I had it, I would never practice. I would just, well, that's not true. I'd practice with HGTV on all the time. Yeah. Actually, that'd be nice. Someday we're going to be that cool. Or the baking shows. Oh my God. So good. So anyway, like things like that, that like, and again, some people like it for the sports and I understand that. But you can also watch them on like NBC.com. Like that's what we do. Yeah. You know? Well, no, not you can't. Well, yeah, always, that's true. But ESPN, you can always there go is a lot of stuff on ESPN you can't get, but a bar and mm-hmm. watch a game if you want to. I don't know if it's like yeah. something you only watch every once in a yeah. while as opposed to like every day. I don't know. So there's things like that. I wanted to say one thing about insurance, even though we already left that topic. Um, and maybe I mentioned this last time, but I didn't know about it. So I think it's important. If you do a lot of union work, <clears throat> you need to make sure that you don't qualify for union insurance before you pick something else out. And I was like $2 short and they do it by six month projections. And just putting that out there, if you're a part of the AFM, check out union insurance because it's mm-hmm. a better deal than any other insurance. Um, Cause you can get on their big group. Yep. rate. And I got to say one of my top priorities is travel. Is that anybody else? Oh man, I want it to be, but I'm just like not in a place I can afford it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I say that. And what I mean by it is that if the opportunity arises and I can go to Europe or something for free. Even if I don't get paid, I will choose that over getting paid to play in the States more than likely. Oh, well, sure. I would do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which has happened a couple of times yeah. for all of us. Circumstances are always True. maybe a little different than we expected, but <laughs> which is usually how it but happens. Travel it's in, like, hey, uh, it's going to be great. And they're like, hey, uh, didn't know it was going to be. It's like be- when Christian. Christian and Michael went to China and had some really exciting experiences. Yeah, we're just going to put you on this bus that doesn't have any heat, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we went to Finland and had some experiences, mm-hmm. followed by more experiences in Hungary. And yeah. we just yeah. great times all around. But I will say travel ties in directly Ooh. to credit card point. That is... Yeah. Maximization. <laughs> Maximization. <laughs> Maximization. <laughs> no, it's Don't include in. that, but maybe here we yeah. can cut in with uh, tips from Greg. Hey, man. Hey, dude. Someone introduce me. Well, I, it is a real privilege. Tell him about me. Tell him. <laughs> Tell him who I am. I'm going <laughs> to tell everybody. Come see how good I look. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, so it is a real privilege to have the lesser half of the loose household, right? Everybody says, oh, my better half. Yeah. Yeah. The lesser half. That. But yeah. a, uh, the one of the the what are you? You're the founding member of the Aeola String Quartet. Founding sounds. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, just me. you are. You are the view. All right. I'm just going to. I am the A-list quartet. Uh, Praised for his especially enjoyable sound. Please welcome Greg Luce. Whoa! Sound. Yeah. That's what's always hard to feel about introducing people on a podcast is you just don't get that studio, like, massive applause. You just got to be like, hey, welcome. 
Well, that's what you have editing for. So, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the applause that Michael's going to edit in later. Drag loose! There was. (laughs) And there there also needs to be a small theme song for this one-time segment, like... Greg's Corner. Or no, 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 that's awful. Uh, points. Greg. It seems pretty obvious that inspiration points strikes points well after loose. you need it to, yeah. so you'll be fine. So we are going um, to talk about yeah. something that I know nothing about, and so you are the person to explain it to me from what I hear, is using credit cards, the pros and cons, and my philosophy so far has been I don't really want to use a credit card because I don't want to just get really used to waving this plastic magic wand around and having things show up and then starting to accumulate debt. And so that's sort of why I've strayed away from them, but there are lots of benefits to having them. Would you say? I would say that there are, yes, many benefits. If you, uh, if you're smart and not dumb, I think, you know, the moment when you take an audition, for instance, or play a gig and you're it's it's always hard to project like, let's see, it's going to I'm going to get paid this amount of money. I won't get travel like I'll need to pay this. Like you sort of look at just the cost of taking an audition or taking a gig. And it's sometimes disappointing to see how much it can chip away at just the fee you're offered, Um, which for the time of work that you're actually working can be pretty good. But, you know, there's just so many incidentals. So Mm -hmm. for me. I I first thought about sort of dipping into the credit card points world and in fact whole culture because that feeling was I just hated it being like wow I just you know I was just busy for a week and got like 1500 bucks which seems pretty good but then like I flew out here there goes you know 350 I had a checked bag there goes 50 yeah. more I paid for my meals blah 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 so the point was like if I can concretely find a system for whittling away at those negative feelings post gig, then that's something that'd be very beneficial Hmm. and it would just lead me to greater life satisfaction. So are these all the situations where you like go play the concert and stuff and then a week or two later, then they pay you for the work you did or is it, is it ever the other way around where they pay for like your... Where they pay for travel or pay for... No, that can happen. I mean, as you can imagine, every presenter has totally different setups. Some of them are like, we're going to need you here for 12 months and we can pay you $12, like one per month. So mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Um, but they're paying travel and they're paying food and they're paying... You know, like really, yeah. it's just, as you can imagine, myriad different setups. Um, so there are, there are certainly mm-hmm. times when they're like, here's a travel stipend. And the good thing about that yeah. is our manager doesn't take a cut of travel stipend. Cause she's wonderful. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, oh. it makes sense. It's like, that's for travel. Um, yeah. So like, cause yeah. that's one of the biggest expenses then for you, right? Is because with the quartet, you guys are flying all over the place. Like you guys are doing concerts in Dubai and like it's you, you, the majority of concerts you play, you've have to travel like pretty far and fly a lot. Yeah. Right? We, f- we fly all the time. We've made our, made our air airline of choice and then we just go with it like absolutely every chance we can it's even worth a little bit to us to spend slightly more money to fly them than on anything else so um yeah so this idea of like accruing points getting sort of a pool that you can work off of is really mm-hmm. great because sometimes you'll see a flight that's like 380 bucks round trip and then you uh-huh. just you time it right you get you get a little lucky and it's like twenty five thousand points round trip so 
points are typically okay. one cent to a point. So right there, you pay two hundred fifty dollars worth of points for a three hundred eighty dollar mm-hmm. ticket. You know, so for those mm-hmm. of you who say, "Oh, you know, I'm just going to fly, put my name on the ticket, and not accrue points," it takes like so little effort. Just make a Google Doc you can access from anywhere. Always give them your frequent flyer number, and then you'll be delighted and surprised if you're even remotely loyal with an airline. How at the end of a few years of doing this, just even even for like family vacations and stuff, you can be like, "Ta-da! I can now travel to this gig for free." Yeah. Ah, unfortunately, I don't have space in this episode to include our entire conversation, but I will be publishing the rest of it uh, next week as a bonus episode. So keep an eye out for that. It's a hilarious conversation with Greg. I really appreciate him uh, taking the time to talk about credit cards. He's got lots of great insights about the benefits and strategies for using them wisely. So check out that conversation coming shortly next week. All right, let's get back to the rest of the group. Yeah. I don't know what else is on our list, guys. Clothes, blah, 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 clothing, blah. student loans, student loans. Right. I feel like st- paying off student loans is a luxury. <laughs> I feel it's like it's a luxury, item. but if you have student loans, I would suggest making those a priority because that interest Absolutely. rate is a killer. It's working against you. And as my cute little dad suggested. <laughs> Make sure you get those high interest rate loans out of there first. That was so good. I love <laughs> oh, hearing a from your dad. He's great. Um, That's in the, on the tail end of episode 21. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and yeah. check out. Yeah. Anna, so knock out those high interest loans first if possible. Or and like if you have a family member that you're comfortable letting them take on your loan that you can pay them back. I know mm-hmm. that's a, not always an option for everybody, but yeah. don't, you know. If it's a family member you have a good relationship with, take them up on that. Don't kill yourself with interest rates if you don't have to. I never had to do this for student loans, but if there is something that you yeah, need to pay back or you're trying to pay off, is I always try to think of a of a gig relating to a payment. So if I have a gig coming up and I'm going to earn 600 euros, I think like, okay, especially if it's a surprise gig, you say, okay, all of this gig money is going towards this loan going towards this plane flight or something so that you don't have this temptation to split it up among different things. You think, oh, I have this extra money. I'll just, you know, spread it around. Don't do that. Even if you can, right before you get paid, go ahead and transfer or deposit those $600 or pay off that towards the debt or the bill so that when the money comes, you're back to where you were before the gig. And I think that's something is kind of along the non-emotional side of things. You know, I said like, you know, take the emotion out of it. Don't think I'm earning $600. Think this gig is mm-hmm. paying off $600 of the debt and you transfer it right away, like without yeah. thinking. Because the more time you let it sit in your bank account, the quicker it's going to turn into $500 and then $400 mm-hmm. and then surprise. Ah, you know, you have a, my, maybe a couple of pairs of shoes and you went out to eat and you bought some, you know, some new sheet music, but like you didn't pay off. You, you didn't hit that extra uh, debt payment. Yeah, no, that's, I, I think about that sometimes. I'll be like, oh, great. It's a rant, especially like in December. Exactly. The when random, you're getting random, random things extra and you're gates. like, oh, great. This can pay for whatever. <laughs> Especially those are usually not direct deposit. You just get the check in the mail. So as soon as I get that check, it just goes off to whatever I'm trying to pay off yeah. or. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And ideally, and I do mean, ideally, the point of all this is that we're saving money so that you can be saving money like for 
retirement or like, obviously, yes, we want to get out of debt first, but obviously, obviously start saving for your future. And it's not enough just like, okay, we save money here so that we can spend money in other places and uh, live large. And one of the, I think the best ways to think about it is to think that you're paying yourself first, that you get all the, and that you like paying for your future is one of the biggest bills that like you need to send money there. And I'm not, I'm not the best at doing this, but I know that, I mean, I try to do it and I have a a really good friend who, you know, immediately will take out 20% and pay for, uh, you know, tax, you know, automatically send it to taxes or 10% go to taxes and 10% goes to savings, something like this. Everybody sort of has a different, um, system and setup. And, uh, I, you know, honestly, I often don't even have that because a lot of the bills, come first. But if you can start treating yourself as paying for your, your future is one of your bills, then you start thinking, okay, I need to pay myself first. And then if I have money for cable, like, okay, but I come first. All these things are like paying for uh, having a car payment or something. There were things where like that, those are, you're choosing to send your money to other places other than to yourself. I like that mindset. I've not, I've not heard it like that before, but I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I heard it from someone else. I'm not sure exactly where. That's good. Along that vein of advice from someone else, one of the best pieces of financial advice I've ever received is this quote in German that loosely translates to, I am far too poor to be able to afford cheap things. And I might have shared that on the podcast before, but this has changed my life. And I am not kidding. As far as like buying clothes and accessories. I need to sit with that for a minute. I am far too poor to be able to afford cheap things. The example where I learned this was uh, buying a messenger bag. My first couple of years in Austria, I'd gone through a couple, you know, because the cheap kind of 30, 40, $50 messenger bags might last eight months, 12 months, if you're lucky, 16 months or two years. But um, this friend of mine who really likes high quality items got this awesome leather messenger bag from a company up in Germany. And I was like, oh, I love it. I want this bag. And he told me the price and I was like, yeah, maybe can't order that, you know? And then he told me this quote and he was like, you know, I've invested in this bag and I will have this 10, 20, possibly even 30, 40, 50 years. He's, and it's an awesome bag, great quality. That's a long time. I, I know that is a long time, but you know, if you, if you <laughs> treat it well and you take care of it, there isn't a reason why the leather shouldn't last yeah. because yeah. of the great progress. My le- Leviathan. <laughs> Sorry, do you watch Veep? No. Yes, I love oh, yeah. that. Show. Oh yeah, the Leviathan. You, got, you have the Leviathan. That's such a funny show. Sorry, Christian. Okay, that's no, okay. Um, yeah, and and so since you know, so I invested in this bag, and I have not looked back. I've not needed a bag since, and so that's why I learned it in that case. And then I, you know, did it with shoes. You can buy cheap shoes that you'll need to buy again you know, another pair in six months, three months. So I've had, I've purchased cheap shoes that don't even last two, three, four months. So recently, I guess in the past two years, I've mostly only been buying this Italian brand called Polini and not once have any of their shoes fallen apart and they're handmade, really nice leather. Investing in just a little bit of a better quality item means needing to buy that type of item less often. Mm-hmm. And I think that also goes with clothes. For a long time, I was buying H&M a lot, you know, and they would last maybe one season. If I was lucky, a season and 
and a half or two. And then, okay, time for the next one. So, you know, buying these 30 euro pair of jeans isn't so bad because it's like, oh, that's, it's fine. I can afford it. But then I started investing in, you know, another brand, let's say Scotch and Soda or something. And it's like another great quote is, don't buy it on sale if you wouldn't have bought it at full price. So I do yeah. not buy 160 euro pants, but when I find them online, so I think, you know, it may be, or one of our equivalents to like TJ Maxx or like Blue Fly or, you know, that sort of thing that you can buy online. If I find it for 60 euros, I get it right away because I know the quality is great and it's going to, you know, that 60 euro pair of pants is worth more than two $30 pair of pants from a cheaper store as far as quality goes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just something really important to think about is are the items you're buying a good enough quality to really carry you through multiple years? Yeah, I'm with and, you there. I've had to make that transition yeah. recently too, because I was buying like an $80 pair of shoes every year. And then like, if you spend $200 exactly. on like really good leather shoes, now I have like this one pair of brown boots and they've lasted me two seasons and they're nowhere near being done. Exactly. And then every year yes, I take them exactly to, and that. it's for, I think it's too for, um, depends on where you live. Cause you can probably get away with cheap shoes if you don't have to walk all the time. But if you live in a city where you're walking nonstop and there's snow and salt on the ground, as Jess and I were commenting, this season has been big salt season. And it can really destroy your shoes and your dog's feet, which is sad. Totally. Gibby. Yeah. But uh, like every year I have to get the heels redone on these nice shoes that I've bought. It's like 18 bucks of maintenance because the streets are the worst in New York. But you do your future self a favor. I love saying that. But do it's true. I used favor. to buy things on sale. Like I love shopping in anthropology. But the last couple of years I've bought things because they were on sale. And not because I actually love them and need them for my wardrobe. And Jess has been, it, what is it called, Jess? Like thread up or something? Thread up. Yeah. Like you can sell your clothes if you didn't thread buy them, up. like um, wear them much this season and buy clothes that have been worn like gently. Or maybe you got some stuff with tags on it for like way get, cheaper. It's like a, sec a consignment store, basically. Cool. But online. But online. And... Nice. Like I just bought some stuff there the other day <laughs> and the email's like, congratulations, you saved $532. <laughs> like Whoa. off of the like retail price. That's something to sort of just be cautious of too is the whole like percentage off a game. And I, I'm not saying that it's not true or that you didn't have a, you well, didn't right. Get of some course. Great savings, but like, you know, just keep in mind, like when you go to places like Kohl's where every single item in the store is on sale, it's like if everything is on sale, then nothing's on sale. You know? Right. Well, and just because it's on sale doesn't mean you should buy it or that you need it. You have to have some discipline in that area right. as well. And sort of something you could do is like just do the like maybe the 24 hour rule or something. Or like if you really want something, just wait a day. And be like, do I still want this tomorrow? Or do I still want this right. in two days or something? Um, be cautious about that. Oh my gosh, it's on sale. I have to buy it right now. Sort of impulse. Because that's what they want to get you. No. Uh, Wisdom. Right. <laughs> I have uh, one that is really specific for string players. And probably mostly violinists or violas. It might apply to cellists and as well. But... When you get your bow rehaired, a lot of times there's that leather wrap right uh, to the left of the frog. And for me, I wear through those things mm -hmm. so fast. Just um, 
maybe, you know, probably, yes, I probably have a problem. Maybe I gripped the bow too hard or something. But if you get that leather re- replaced or a lot of times it's like something fancy, like, oh, it's lizard skin, imitation lizard skin or, or something or the, the new like, oh, you got the you got this. I got this new stuff. It's uh, actually elephant skin. Right. You know, there's always some new. Illegal. There, yeah, there's <laughs> always something that they're trying to sell you. And it's like 50 or 60 bucks to get that leather leather replaced. Mm-hmm. What I do is I just go to the store, get buy some mechanical pencils that have that are already on the grips are already on the pencils. You take them off the pencils and you slide them onto your bow and it's like, you know, $3 for a five pack or something. And the, the great thing about it is like you can, when it's, when you start to wear through a hole, you just just sort of turn it. it. Yeah. You just spin it around and you got a whole new one right there. And if you, you know, three turns of that and you've worn through it, you slide it off and you put a new one on. (laughs) They're the ones specifically, I I like the ones made by Zebra, um, but there's fine ones for other like Bic, I think also. Don't, I don't buy the ones that are like come in a box of that are like super foamy and those ones are usually like pink and yellow and really bright colors. I just buy the ones that are already on the pencils and they're usually black and they look they look just like the leather grips. And so that's just something to what an interesting problem. Mm-hmm. I know. Do you guys do you guys don't do that? You don't wear through the bow. Grips? I mean, I have like an indention in it always yeah. from where my thumb is. Yeah. And, and you will find that depending on the bow hair guy, he'll be like mm-hmm. the guy that I go to right now, Nick Caraccio. He's like the most New York person ever. I love him. Right. He'd never suggested. He's just like, give me your bow. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, there's a little to no conversation, but every other bow rehairer I've taken them to be like, you need to get this replaced. And really? I'm like, I've never it's had okay. it. Yeah, no, I always tell them they like, must be trying to get an extra buck. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, they'll charge you another 50 bucks. And I'm sure that piece of leather really only costs them five bucks or something. I will say violin maintenance has been down on my priority list for a while because I've been playing mm-hmm. in pits and stuff and it feels less important somehow <laughs> than solo rep. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, I got a rehair and some new strings. I was living large. I was yeah. like on a high. You can ask Jess. I was like, Jess, I was practicing for fun today. Because yeah. <laughs> the violin yeah. sounded so good. So you do need to keep it up. <laughs> Things like getting new strings are, that's something that I don't compromise. And like, yes, I've tried it a couple of times buying the new cheapest strings. Be like, maybe I can save a couple bucks oh, buying cheapest. No. And it's just not worth it. Like I really want to have, I really want my violin to sound the best that it possibly can. Yep. Uh, so that's something that is something that I, you just have to kind of realize that but that is an budget. expense. Rocking and rolling. Oh, the last one I didn't mention um, from our Slack form is uh, Siri mentioned. Not, not my, not the phone Siri, her actual Siri, um, that just being aware, I think this is a great way to finish all our conversation too, is one of the things that has really helped her was just monitoring her expenses on mint. And I think a lot of there's other, uh, monitoring software is even mm-hmm. bank of America oh, has some right. really good infographic stuff now that just being aware of where your money is going is often the first step of taking control of it and realizing, wow, you know, I am spending a lot of money in this category and it's not really bringing me much joy. And so uh, I thought I'd mention that and thank you to everybody in our Slack forum who contributed. Yeah, thanks. We love hearing love from it. Them. audience thank participation. You. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. So, so good. All right. Well, folks. Well, guys, it's been something. It's been something else. <laughs> it's been a thing. I am Michael O'Giblin. I'm Anna Luce. I'm Jessica Wiersma. And I'm Christian Marshall. 
is our show, folks. That's a big one. With so much good stuff. So what category of spending do you prioritize? And how do you save money in those areas that you couldn't care less about? Well, purseservice.co slash 22, like the numbers, is where you'll find the summary of everything we talked about. We also have a great guide to making money by gigging if you sign up for our email list. And you can find that in the sidebar on our website, purseservice.co. And you might be thinking, oh man, I love this discussion, but every other week is not enough. Where could I get more? Well, we talked throughout the week on Slack, which is a communication app because we're done with Facebook groups and internet forums. And we'd like to encourage you to give our Slack community a try. The signup form is on the show notes page or on purservice.co slash Slack. And you can follow us during the week also on Instagram. We are at purservice podcast. And another thing you could really do that would help us out is to just leave us a rating or a review in iTunes. We greatly appreciate the support from Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lovingood, Anne Brueggemann, and our newest supporter, Sarah Lee. No, not the dessert company, the bassoonist extraordinaire for supporting our work on Patreon. Thank you, ladies. You are the most perfect you there is. And if you would like to join the community of supporters, head over to perservice.co slash patron or just search for us on patreon.com. And I leave you with this final quote from Jim Carrey, who said, I hope everybody could get rich and famous and will have everything they ever dreamed of so that they will know that it's not the answer. Well, we'll see you again in two weeks with another episode. Until then, be well and practice well. Money.